This is VH Snack. And we're back, and we are ready to VH Snack. I'm Josh. And I'm Phil. And this is VH Snacking. Bet your ass it is. You bet your ass it is. <laughs> it's good to be back. Yeah, it's better. It's 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 better to be back. It's better to not, be back. Than not. Than not. Yeah. That's what they say, baby. That is what they say, baby. You know it. <laughs> no, it's good to be here. It's been a little while uh, since our, our last episode. We, um, we took a rewind road trip, though. A couple of road dogs. Rewind Just, uh, road dogs, man, boy. Man, we got, our, we got our, our road dog patch on that one. Yeah, we did. What was that? Uh... Seven and a half hours <laughs> each like, way. It's like 16, 17 hours, yeah. The trip there was so much fun. We were like just oh, yeah. talking shit the whole time. Listen Ooh, to the man. Dumb and Dumber soundtrack, dude. Listen to the Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. We mm. listened to that at the the bar. Yeah, that, uh, yeah when we were all Smith. chilling. Yeah. yeah, Hutton and Smith. Great soundtrack. Great soundtrack. I mean, but the, the event was also fantastic. Wow. Chattanooga was rad. Yeah. Had a really it was. good time. I mean, that was, man, hard to top that weekend. That was yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> it was it was mega, dude. So I, will, I definitely want to say thank you to Hutton and Smith and um, for having us out there and, you know, launching the beer and everything. That was radical, dude. And the beer is delicious. Shout out to Kyle for, for making it happen. Yeah, Kyle, you rule, dude. And shout out to uh, the Night One crew, Jonathan and Kimberly, for welcoming us so graciously and getting us pizza getting us man we had i think that's all i ate i really think all we ate that weekend was pizza yeah because i ordered some saturday night too yeah pineapple and mushroom is that what it was Dude, don't ju- what is with this pineapple hate that i know have? i love pineapple i just like pineapple and pepperoni like i'm a pineapple pepperoni dude <laughs> but i know that you don't eat the meat so yeah but the pineapple mushroom actually i mean i ate it so it was good yeah it's pizza yeah. Also, shout out to Five Wits who was involved with the Rewander IPA brew. So, shout outs to all our friends, everybody that came out. It was a radical time for sure. Yeah, everybody that came up to the the booth and bought or traded or just came up and said what's up. I mean, shot thank the you. VH shit. Yeah, it yeah, was cool. Shot the VH shit, and uh, we got to give a special shout out to. Uh, our Jake. boy Jake. Yo, Jake. For, for Jake. Thank you for the artwork. He made this, made me and Josh these separate uh, custom artworks. He made one for me that was uh, an airborne. The Wiley Man. and With like, pic- I, I'll have to post up a picture of it. But yeah. jo- he made one for Josh of uh, Angus. Oh, dude, it was, it was beautiful. And the devil's in the details here. So it's it's woodworking and metalworking like mixed together and there's like in um looks like engraving or something inside of like canvas yeah it's like, on a... yeah there's engravings in the wood frame and there's like a an epoxy inside of the the engraving which kind of looks like lightning yeah and it's plum it's like purple oh, and he's like see get... it's plum i didn't even catch it's that. fantastic there's so much like thought and it's just wonderful. It was like such a such a cool thing for Jake to do. So thanks again, man. Really awesome. Yeah, it is uh, going to be hanging up in the spook shed here. Soon. Yeah, mine's ha- mine's in the tape room already. It's it's found its home. Oh, yeah. I will cherish that thing forever. That was yeah. like the coolest thing. Like holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> it was really awesome, yeah. and th- there was so much love to be given there. And I mean, it was just cool to you know meet some people for the first time in in real life. And I think what those events do is you know bring people that have known each other on the internet for a while and. Then, 
wow, you're like, wow, we're in real life. Now we're real life friends. So it's, it's really cool to do that. So. Yeah. And, um, God, I hope they do it next year. Cause we'll be there. I hope we get to create another beer. That'd be super rad. Definitely flying next year. I'll tell you that though. Whoo boy. That ride back was, <laughs> that was epic. Dude. dude. When I was like hour two or three out of eight, that, I was like, oh, fuck. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. <laughs> I was seriously <laughs> contemplating telling you, like, hey, man, we're getting a hotel in Asheville. We I, talk, I, I, It was on the table. I mean, I know we were talking about it, and I was like, well, I can drive. And you're like, I'm good. And I, I was just waiting for you to go, like, you know what, man, we're just going to stop. Yeah, then it, you would, like, just nod off and, like, take a nap. And I just, couldn't help it. Oh, I got, no, it's okay. I got road hypnotized, man. <laughs> that shit's real, it, okay? It does happen. It, like, getting hypnotized by the road, it's happened to me since I was a little kid. Yeah. Road hypnosis. But, uh, yeah, man, powered through and made it home. There's nothing like your own shower in bed. That's, that's what a all combo. you can think about. After I'll be on the road and, like, sleeping in a different bed for, like, two days, dude. Yeah. You slept yeah. on the couch, man. I, slept, I was cozy, man. That couch was cool. That room was awesome. Had my, yeah. We had great room. accommodations. So, shout out to Hunter Smith and Kyle and, and Five Wits again for totally taking care of us. It was really great. Yeah. yeah. 10 out of 10. Would do again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I totally rewind that that weekend for sure. Yeah, maybe uh, next time they can come here to our tape swap event. I don't know. If <laughs> maybe. I mean, I think anything's possible, man, for sure. Um, yeah, we were kind of high on the weekend and talking like, hey, maybe we should do something, man. Yeah. So if then, there's any interest in that in Raleigh, let us know. Did you Did you see that they're... Uh, tape or treat. You, did you show me Tom Capello's coming out here and you were like talking Tim about... Tim Capello. Tim yeah. Capello, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he's playing uh, this summer. Yeah, this summer sometime Downtown here in Raleigh. Raleigh. Yeah, wow. So cool. Gotta go to that. Yeah, definitely. But um here and blow that sax. <laughs> blow the doors off that place. <laughs> He's still ripped, dude. He's still got it, man. It's yeah. cool. Yeah. Tim Capella, own a pump some iron with you, dude. So yeah, what if you, if you could like down. what if you could do a meet and greet and you get to like pump iron with Tim Capello? I w- I would do some curls. What if you like could yeah. curl while he like invigorates you and cheers you on with a sax solo? What if, could I curl his saxophone? Wait a minute. <laughs> now that's special, special, special VIP right there. That's over, that's over the top. And once you hit like 50 reps, it just says, wah, wah, wah. Wow. You get a free little saxophone gold necklace or, or trophy or something if you do yeah, over 50. Yeah, make it happen. I mean, we just made an event right there. Got all sorts of ideas, man. Yeah, man. Tape me out to the ball game, dude. Let's yeah, do it. Maybe we should uh, partner go- up with the minor league team. Whoa. Tape, tape me out to the ball tape game. Me out to the ball game, man. <laughs> Baseball, tapes. I mean, for, how can you go wrong? For a little dude? while in our delirium, we were just trying to come up with like names for stuff, and Phil was just re- replacing the word take with tape. Yeah. What's I mean, the shirt you want to make? You tape you, my breath away? Yeah. Why <laughs> <laughs> haven't you done that yet? I don't know. I, I got to work it up, you know? It takes time. It, creativity it, it does, hard. It tapes time. It tapes time. Yeah. You did it again. You're on fire, dude. Yeah. You're on fire. Well, while I'm on fire, uh, you ready to talk about Kingpin? I think so. I mean, dude, I went bowling two days ago to prep for this. Really? I did with where'd a friend you, of mine. Where'd you bowl at? AMF. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. It was fun. You know, I, just, I was I watched Kingpin, and you know, I was like, you know what? I really want to bowl, so I just hit up my friend, and we went bowling. So nice. It was fun. Are you sad that I, I will go bowling? Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice text, dude. Um, 
Yeah, don't worry about it. It's all good. It was like 10.30 at night. I hate bowling. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hate it. Don't, uh, well, don't love it at all. Well, aren't we going to the bowling alley to like celebrate this this episode <laughs> no, or whatever? Kidding. Yeah, yeah we we'll go bowling to, tonight. Uh, we'll go bowling we'll, tonight. We'll try to go this week. All right. We're not doing tonight. Uh, all right. All right. <laughs> I'm too bored out, but yeah. yeah. We'll definitely uh, hit the lanes here soon. But yeah, Kingpin, baby. Kingpin. This is your choice, and I'm glad you chose it, because you know what? I was worried. because Why were you worried? I don't know. When I was watching it, I was like, man, I hope Josh likes this. This movie is sweeter than you man. <laughs> this movie Son, is... Son, you put that in a bottle, you got something sweeter than you Sweeter than you I mean, this movie's hilarious, okay? And I watched it growing up. I sure did. I mean, I don't know if I have, like, a huge nostalgia to it, but, like, watching it, it's just, like, I remember watching it, and... It's still hilarious, man. Like this movie is laugh out loud a lot in this movie. Yeah. It's way more wacky than I remember. Yeah. Um I mean, overall I love this movie, but there are certain gags that don't quite land. It gets a little too wacky. See, I love it when it doesn't land. Like uh okay, the one that comes to mind when the farmer is bowling and Claudia can't get him to look at her, but they bring out the the sheep yeah and that makes them like oh my god get it yeah i get it it's like (laughs) (laughs) it is funny though i mean it's you know it's like well okay there's a couple like that well that's like all uh fairly brother movies yeah there's always outrageous there's always wacky gags in it man i grew up with this movie my dad loved this movie a lot we used to watch it all the time um uh, often rented this from the video store. I, f- I remember watching this with my mom and dad. I do. and But I think it was on cable. Did it, this have a stint on Comedy Central too? It was on TV, probably, right? Probably. And there are like three or four different cuts of this movie. I can imagine. I mean, there is... God, I, I want to say I had this on DVD and there's a ton of extra footage. There's a PG-13 version um, the version I saw, I saw a couple of scenes I had never seen before. Really? Yeah, or maybe I just forgot them. Like the Jefferson's on ice part. That one little clip? Yeah, that one little clip. I was like, like what'd you has do, that? What'd you do with my lottery ticket? Yeah, I don't even yeah. know what the fuck they said. But like, I was like, has that always been there? I feel like it. I feel like it has because they do reference it when they walk in. Like, oh, Jefferson's on ice. I love yeah, Sherman they Helmsley. Do, but for some reason, when that part popped up, I was like, wait, what? But anyways, uh, no matter what version you watch, this movie's great. And uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite moments of the movie. Oh, man. This whole movie is is just moments, dude. Came out I mean, July 26, 96. Good year. 96 was a good year. So, yeah. Uh, were you a, a bowler? No. Growing up? No. Did you ever go bowling? I, oh, yeah, I did. But I had, a bowl, I had a birthday party at a bowling alley. Who didn't? Yeah. Did you? Did you ever have a birthday party at bowling alley? Hell yes, I did. I feel like everybody that was a kid in the 90s had to have at least one party at a bowling alley. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, My grandma, she was a bowler. Like, and like pro? I don't think I've ever showed you this. No, I think... It, oh, wait, but... you got this. You're bringing it off the wall, folks. He's taking it off the wall, folks. Okay, so a couple of Christmases ago, my grandma... Gave me her, she 
she's always had this thing at her um whoa dude at her work and it's all her bowling patches and pins take a closer look at it this is crazy yeah but i always liked it growing up and i i kept telling her that and a couple years ago she gifted it as a christmas present this is so sweet yeah it is wow i'm looking at a bunch of like oh this clean game pin pretty cool cool. very cool i'm a bowling grandma pin is also amazing wait wait. there's probably some i haven't even look this one right here i'm a bowling grandma oh my god it's a lady in a little wheelchair (laughs) it's a rocking chair but she does have a bowling ball okay i'm getting that tattooed the 500 club wow 550 600 yeah man man Mima could roll dude dude this is inspiring we need to get our game look at her team name banana splits oh that's perfect (laughs) where's her bowling shirt dude Get I don't that. know. I'll see if she still has it. She's still cool. alive, but you know, she's get really getting up there in age and you know, her health is declining a little bit. Mm. Very important mm. person in my life. So this is very meaningful. It's really cool, man. And I will cherish it forever. I especially so. love that little bowling pin at the bottom because I've seen those around and I've always wondered, are those like little awards? Like I've seen them at like flea markets and stuff. I don't know. They're cool. Banana dude. splits, 87. Yeah. Wonderfully shadow boxed. I mean, that is an heirloom for sure. So yeah, I grew up around bowling. I, I bowled a little bit as a young man. Um, but yeah, Josh, why don't you kick us off with some of your favorite moments? All right, Let's dude. You know em. I got a few, and I'm going to try know, not to take them all. You know the rules. It's my snack. Uh, you're. I still don't think we're clear on this rule, but I'm just I'm just going to go for we're it. We're just going to make it up each you know time what? we do it. VH snack, and there are no rules, dude. There's well, only it's like Devil's Backbone. Yeah, no okay. rules. <laughs> the only rule. There are no rules. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the opening to this film is so wholesome. Oh, I miss Airborne. Um, yeah. It is wonderfully wholesome. Um, Roy and his dad. Love it. I love when they set it up and it's like you feel like he's about to throw a pitch, like a baseball pitch, because he like spits and he looks like, put some heat on it, son. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then yeah. you're like, oh, oh, wait a minute. And then they're bowling. Love it. And then it changes really quickly to Disco Inferno. Wait. We a lot of people love this little this little joke here when What's Roy that? jumps over the fence, <laughs> and he like trips on the fence. Wait, when what? young Roy, he's jumping over this little picket fence and it catches his foot. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. Did I miss that? <laughs> you must have. Maybe. Yeah. Anyways, he just like trips over the fence. Yeah, it's such a cheap little throwaway joke, but I mean that it's funny. A lot of stuff like that is in in this movie. So yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's walking in, he's got the pizza, dude. I mean, when he takes the slice of pizza. I love that. I love that. And they, they call that back later in the movie, too. Oh, yeah. Where he tries to take the pizza. He's like, what the hell are you doing? And, like, takes the <laughs> pizza like, back. Get that back. Yeah. Um, so I want to, we're going to talk about this later, but we have to, in the beginning, say, like, the music, the soundtrack in this movie. Fairly Brothers obviously always have all amazing soundtracks, but holy crap. Yeah. We'll come back to it, but gotta just gotta throw it out there. Yeah, it is on Spotify. Um, I was jamming it all day today. Tons of really cool songs. And you can tell that with all their soundtracks, you can tell that they're big music fans. Because mm-hmm. I mean, any other movie like when a when Seabass or Skidmark <laughs> walks in, any lazy direct will be like, hey, let's put 
Bad to the Bone here, you know. Oh, you love Bad to the Bone. You would love to hear uh, that Because there. you know I love that song, and I can't get enough of it. I wish I could hear it a thousand times a day, but right. I can't. No. But uh, you could tell that they pulled deep cuts from these indie and alternative bands. And, yeah, they're really um, thoughtful about the music, and they like they have good taste, like you said. Yeah, it's always good taste and really catchy stuff, and they're really good at using the right song in the right moment of the film. To me, I noticed that, and a lot of the times the songs will alleviate some of the gross stuff. Like mm-hmm. it'll be a kind of a gross gag, but yeah. then you'll have this heartfelt song to yeah. kind of juxtapose that, like the so, fight scene when when Roy fights. Uh, Claudia. What song is playing? It's like a love oh, song. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like it's, it's like a love song, dude. I, I don't know the song, but yeah. it, it's hilarious. Um, so also right in the beginning, when Roy is showing off how good he is at, at bowling, when he puts the backspin on the ball and the ball like stops and backspins for a little bit and then goes, like, he do you think people can actually do that? Definitely not. No. Is that like physically dude, impossible? That's... Put like that much backspin on. Yeah, I mean. But the like the the bowling alleys are waxed, dude. So I mean, if if you knew how to do, it, I mean, he's like, look, I'm dreaming. I'll All ask right. my grandma. Yeah, ask your grandma, dude. <laughs> she knows how to. Eat snackers. Are there any bowlers out there? And am I insane? Is okay. this not possible? Okay, maybe when the ball first hits the lane, like when it's at the top of the lane, maybe for a second or two. But to roll down to the middle of the lane, stop, spin, and then go do again. a split. Point at it and then it keeps rolling. Fuck no, that right. can't. That's right. physically impossible. All right. Well, or maybe a man can dream. I mean, maybe it is. It, I think it is like physically impossible because with the backspin. Because I know on in pool you can put English on a ball and it'll spin back after you hit, make contact. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if you can do that with the bowling ball. Mm. I have no idea. Mm, it's wonderful, though. We'll really to, funny. Uh, we'll have to go bowling and try out this theory. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to break my wrist or something trying to do that. Okay. This might, nobody else might care about this, but I love the dude in the giant foot costume for odor eaters. <laughs> like, come <laughs> on, dude. Like, this giant foot costume. Amazing. I love I it. I love that it's just an odor eaters competition right. to right. begin with. Yeah. Odor eaters. What a sponsor, right? Like, yeah. hell yeah. Yeah. You're our odor eaters champion. I got another question for you, Phil. All right. You ever been on a gravy train with biscuit wheels? Oh. <laughs> Have you? punk just shattered my record. <laughs> what do you fellas sell? Isn't dictionaries? that sell- Dude, yeah, selling dictionaries. That's a gag from another movie, isn't it? I feel like an old school man. I can't remember which movie, but I feel I like. I mean, I think that was a, that was a thing back in the day. Oh, people totally sold dictionaries. Like encyclopedias it's before the internet. But, so I'm, but people... I'm saying as a hustle in mm-hmm. a movie. Oh, I got you. Some There are two characters that say they sell dictionaries to hustle people. I can't remember what the movie was, though. It's probably on trivia somewhere, but yeah. Probably. Cool. There's a lot of throw like throwbacks in this movie um, to other movies and stuff. Obviously, Fairly Brothers love to do that, too. Yeah. Apparently, when... um. Chris, what's his? Ah, I forgot his name. When Chris he, Elliott. Yes. When yeah. Chris Elliott walks up to Ishmael and Roy, he's like, "I will pay you one million dollars to sleep with your friend." Cash. Think about it. Apparently, Woody Harrelson was in another movie with kind of a similar indecent proposal. I want to watch that movie now. Indecent proposal is a good movie. <clears throat> I haven't watched it in a long time. You'd like it though. 
I like uh, Woody Harrelson. So. I think it's a decent proposal. It should be. No, that is. Um, but yeah, that the when they're chatting back and forth and doing the hustle or whatever. How about that bartender? They always have the best bartenders, dude. Fairly Brothers know how to cast bartenders, dude. Say, buddy boy. <laughs> Accommodate you. Accommodate you. His yeah, teeth, well, everything. While we're at this, uh, this is like a top five favorite moment. Do it, do it. So, shout out to my buddy, uh, John Sherrill. We, anytime we hang out, we quote this movie. And we have quoted this part an unlimited amount of times where he's like, say, buddy. You gonna buy a beer or the whole place? <laughs> <laughs> that fucking his laugh, that little like nasal laugh he oh, does. Yeah. Oh man, wow, kills me. Yeah, gonna buy a beer the whole place. <laughs> I mean, all right. So yeah, and then and then the whole thing goes down, and God, Bill Murray is such a sleazeball in this, dude. Dude. I want to, I kind of wish this movie was just called like Big Earn. I don't know. And it, it's just him. Mr. McCracken. Yeah. I mean, he's only, they only shot with him for like two weeks and he's in the first 15 minutes and the last 20 or so mm-hmm. of the movie. Mm-hmm. So he's like a bookend in this yeah. movie. But he wastes from, no from, time on screen though. Oh, dude. They get their money's worth with him. This is my favorite Bill Murray role ever. I mean, I he's mean, the ultimate slime above ball Groundhog Day, above Ghostbusters. So you think it's your it's your favorite Bill Murray or, your, or the best Bill Murray? There's two different statements. I think it's the best. I mean, this is just him. Like Bill Murray is just the best when he's a fucking asshole, and he is a monumental asshole. But what about Scrooge? <laughs> what about Scrooge? Yeah, sure. I well, think he's even a bigger dick in Scrooge. No, because in Scrooge, he has like a comeuppance and he like has to pay for it. The thing about Bill Murray's character in this, like McCracken, he gets away with everything. He wins. He and nobody calls him out on his shit. No, they're like, like, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, nobody. Like with the TV reporters, like, and what do you say about the lawsuit from the child case? He was like, oh, I pulled out really early on that. <laughs> And right before, he's like, I'm in room 1103. And nobody even questions it. Yeah, I mean, and even the ESPN sports announcer is like, oh, yeah. What a great guy. What a great role model. (laughs) Great role model for this children of this country. And as they're saying that, that's when the the blonde lady with the really big boobs runs up to Roy as he's about to bowl. And they, like, hush her off stage, but Bill Murray calls her back. Yeah. And then he, like... Touches her boob, yeah, right? As he he touches her boob as, as like he's casually like pushing her off stage, and they're like, "What a great role model! <laughs> what a sleaze!" Oh my god, man! His yeah, outfits well, are on point, though. His fashion is oh my god, outstanding. Dude. In that this haircut. Okay, we're gonna get to the hair later. The hair's a whole segment of There's this. There's gonna be plenty of, of Bill Murray. Talk yeah, through yeah. This, so. so, and I mean, okay, is it possible to get your hand eaten off like that from a bowling return? It says do not insert hand, obviously, Mm -hmm. but like, and I'm not trying to like nitpick here. I'm just saying like, is it actually possible for that to happen? Maybe if, if somebody held your hand in there for an extended period of time. And it would grind it down, right? I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know. It has to be like insanely painful way to lose your hand, dude. Yeah, I mean, first that would just rip the skin and yeah, every, it's like it, 
It's not like a clean chop. It's like that death in Pet Cemetery 2 where they put the dirt bike wheel to his face. Good callback. Yeah. So Clancy Brown. Ooh, yeah. Man, I know they don't show it in Pet Cemetery 2, but like it's man, more that effective is, that they don't. It, it really is, because I'll never forget. That was like one of the most brutal, one of my favorite kills in like any movie of that era. Is the dirt bike to the dirt bike tire to the face. Nice. But yeah, good good shout out. Yeah, but I'm saying, can your hand really get eaten off by a bowling return? I don't know. Maybe back then. It's a 70s, 79. And he really sells it. Too. He really does. Like, his face is... I mean... I mean, he is screaming, like, in anguish. Dude, Woody Harrelson I mean, is aces through this whole movie. Yeah. 5,000%. Yeah. Super dynamic. We'll get to that, too. But, okay. Keeping it rolling. Okay, now. Keeping it rolling. Take the bumpers off. Let's go. Okay, so we're at the crappy apartment, right, of Roy. Mm-hmm. How about the dude smoking next to an oxygen tank while he's on oxygen just like so perilous like it is it is the end of the road for all these he's people like, hey how's life taking forever <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line super good and then the, what does the other guy say he's like roy can you die from drinking uh, piss can you get sick drinking piss it's <laughs> like yeah i think you can even if it's your own oh god I love when he calls that guy a pussy later. Yeah. <laughs> when he throws the coffee on him, he's like, yeah, pussy. Yeah, and the, uh, the other kid that walks by and he's like, what are you looking at? Hmm. And then that same scene, Lin Shay, her oh character, when she spits into her hand Oof. and then puts a cigarette out in it, like how, like, wow. I wonder if that was written or if she made that up or what, because it is just gross and like totally establishes her character as being like, did you hear about Ugh. her um, audition story? I did. Yeah, you want to tell it? So she wandered into the audition in character, and they thought she was a homeless lady, like sneaking in to just use the bathroom or look for an ashtray or something. That's what they said. Look for an ashtray. Yeah. And uh, she was like, no, I'm here for the part. And she read for the part, and they didn't see anybody else. They were like, it's, yeah. Oh, she nails it. Yeah. She is... Why does she rip in her hair? Like, why does she rip that flower out of her hair? Do you think that he, like, put a flower in her hair in another scene? Because that's what I think. I think a cut scene, maybe he, like, went the extra mile and put a flower in her hair. Oh. Because she comes in and she, at first, I think she's just ripping at her hair. I know how you like to drink. (laughs) (laughs) So I brought you some. (laughs) What a a thing to be known for. I know how you like to drink. So I brought you some. He does like to drink. (laughs) That's all he's been doing for 19 That's right. years. Yeah, wow. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Never thought about it. But yeah, she does pull a little flower out of her hair and like throws it on the ground. Because so you think that he put that in her her greasy ass head? How did it? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, there's a whole bottle of motor oil up in there. Dude, I think this might be... Her and Switchblade Sam should like just get together. That is a great couple. Oh, God. Can you imagine the smell in that bedroom? Those two no, just, like, I don't want to, and I never will. Farting on each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't that bad. <sighs> Dude, her teeth. What is on her teeth? Everything. God. Everything. I mean, she makes me squirm. Mm. I mean, not in a good way. Yeah. Oh, get up. You mean when she's rolling up that stocking? You're not, oh, you're not into it, Phil? Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, she nails it, though. Wow. What is it about great sex that makes me have to crap? Oh. <sighs> God. <laughs> mouth is salivating right now i feel like i'm about to vomit oh god um yeah but at first i thought she was 
back to the hair ripping, I thought she was just starting to rip out her hair. Mm-hmm. Like that's what she did when she got upset. And I was like, oh my God, this is weird. And then I realized it was a flower that she's ripping out of her hair. So a bit mysterious. Yeah. And yeah. Wh- where's that coming from? Pretty cool. Okay. She's a, a horror legend, by the way. Lynn Shea. She's in A Nightmare on Elm Street. She's in, these aren't like my, this isn't my favorite area of horror, but she's in like all the uh, Insidious movies. and She's in some zombie movies too, right? I think she's right? in Critters 3. I saw that in her really? IMDb. Huh. Yeah. She's been in some stuff and she has definitely established herself. Yeah. I mean, sure. she was in Dumb and Dumber as well. She was the lady when Harry drops the dogs off and she opens the van and they're all covered in mustard and stuff. Oh, that is her. That's her. And she's also in There's Something About Mary and pretty much every Fairly Brothers movie. But this was the there. first Fairly Brothers movie that she was in, right? Absolutely. No, Dumb and Dumber was first. Oh, wait. That was 94. Oh, wait. So they didn't remember her when she came in from the... Hmm. Well, I mean, if she was in that disguise and... I don't know. Good point. Could be bullshit on that story, but who does? I mean, but if she's in Dumb and Dumber... But maybe she came back because she knew she was already in a Fairly Brothers and they didn't recognize her because she was in such good character. Yeah, I mean, she did have a very minor part in Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, I don't even, I don't remember spent, it if you didn't. Yeah, I had yeah. to really think about it. I was like, wait, what part is she in? Yeah. Mm, yeah, cool actress, though. Yeah. Very, very cool. And we'll, we'll come back to her later because there's, there's more with her. Did you okay. see that post credit scene? You know I did. Oh, And you know okay. we're going to talk about almost, it. Uh, <laughs> almost recorded it and sent it to you. Well, let's go ahead and tell people what it is. So the the part where Roy looks in his mirror and he sees Lynn Shea, uh, you know, doing the <laughs> that part. At the end, the very end of the movie, post credits, there's like a minute of footage of her just doing that, but in different ways. It and is she, impressive. She's like spitting and just going. Oh, it's it's tough to watch. Come for Kingpin, stay for that ridiculous, hilarious they, they, post credit scene. Then they yell cut and she just like starts cracking up. Yeah, it's one it's it's wonderful to see her break character and like enjoy it, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's really cool. So back to a moment. When Roy goes into the bowling alley, he's trying to sell stuff. And he's like, How about some glow in the dark condoms for the novelty novelty dispenser? I mean, those are fun even when you're alone. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, we don't have a novelty dispenser in the men's restroom. And you call this a bowling alley? And you call this a bowling alley? Probably put top three lines in the Dude, movie for that me. that bowling alley is still open. Yeah, it's in Pennsylvania, right? Yep. Beaver Creek or something? Yeah. Hey, if we ever like go up to Philly for something, we'll stop there and roll, some, roll a couple frames. It would be an honor, my friend. Yeah. It's a shame that the other bowling alley where he gets his hand eaten off, the Beaver Alley. That's the one I'm talking about. Okay. That one is closed. I've uh, seen some location footage okay, on it, okay. and the mural is still there on the side, and um, it's just abandoned and locked up. But man, I would love to get inside that thing, because the bowling alley is actually on the third floor of that place. You yeah. don't see a lot of third floor bowling alleys. No, that's why he walks in, and he's like, people actually bowl here? They live here, they die here, they get their mail here. <laughs> I don't know. Something doesn't feel <laughs> right about this. Yeah, I mean... Like, this whole movie is quotable. Yeah, but the other place is still open. Well, we got to hit that. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and... All right. When he starts folding down his fingers, he's like, why do you need a bowling manager? (laughs) And it's it's the fact that his fingers fold down like that. It's the sound effects, dude. They squeak. They, like, squeak. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a little squeaky toy. Um, Do you think that joke gets a little played out through this movie, though? The whole... 
people he, he's like here look at this and they're like oh what's that made of rubber he's like no the ring you know does it get played out no it I, happens I think, like four times but it's always the opposite of what he wants them to look at right that's the joke yeah that's the joke i mean i think it's a good joke it's good. But, but I think they do. He wants him to look at the ring three times. And then the very last time he's like, oh, is that all gold? He's like, the hand. Look at the hand. Yeah. So I, no, I like not that the, It's not the worst joke. No. I mean, <clears throat> how, there's so many jokes played on that hand, dude. Like, you know, he loses the hand at one point And wouldn't he have like a different. I mean, if he has a he has a hook, that seems to be like the least effective attachment. For somebody with an amputated hand, right? I have no idea. I feel like just putting a fork on the end of it would be more... <laughs> like, what are you going to do with a hook? I mean, the hook is... It, it, you can grasp stuff. You oh, can, that's right. It does, like, yeah, clinch. You can like, pinch. He's like, you can pick your nose with it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's I, good I for th- tearing sacks. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I think I tore my sack. I think I ripped my sack. Um, so here's something I just thought about. They have lots of money, right? At one point. They're like pretty high on the hog. Like they got extra money. They're at the strip club. They're drinking beers. They're drinking drinks. You know, they're all doing. They're having some fun. Uh huh. <clears throat> Why wouldn't he buy a better hand? Maybe he's just. I just. It, okay. Proves my point. Okay. I. I mean, I, look. I'm not trying again. Not trying Aesthetics to nitpick here. Aesthetics are us. Aisle six. <laughs> Next to the glass eyeballs. I mean, um, you know, I, I just don't know. I mean, maybe maybe he likes it. I mean, well, I guess if you're driving across country pre-internet how do you stumble upon where do you even buy a prosthetic hand in 95 96 i have to hand it to you phil i don't know <laughs> oh man you knew that was coming you really hooked me on that one. Ooh. Oh, yes Oof. okay i got a few more but i'm gonna say the puke scene where he's just like makes me want to crap like you got it that's disgusting. yeah man that was that was some top shelf stuff when i was a kid <laughs> Yeah, I mean the puke I mean, is still good. Still is, still is. The puke is good. Good puke. Yeah, thanks for not using like a hose. A oh yeah, hose. I think that it all comes like straight out of his mouth. Oh, definitely. It just looks like cream of chicken soup or something. Yeah. God, but, I wonder what it was made out of. I always wonder what fake barf is made out of. Mm. Mm-hmm. You really jarred something loose there, Tiger. <laughs> oh God, you almost made me puke when you hey, said that. Here's a question that'll make you puke. Did she make him have sex with her or go down on her? It's just going down because that's why she does that. That's all he's doing. That's how he pays the rent. Oh, no. Yep. Yep. (sighs) Yep. Okay. All right, right. moving on. All right, moving right along. Um, (laughs) Top of the morning to (laughs) you. He's talking like he's Irish when he's like comes up and tries to impersonate the Amish person. Oh, yeah, when he rolls up to the Amish community. This might come out on St. Patty's Day, so there's the St. Patty's (laughs) Day. I was just, is there a, some butter need a churning? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, whatever. And there's another Irish, um, a nod in it with the, when Ishmael gets the tattoo of little lucky clover or whatever four oh. leaf clover what's with that yeah what's with the tattoo on the back okay the while we're here bikini. while we're here how much would somebody have to pay you to get that tattoo about five inches by three inches the lady in the bikini with the oh, with the God. cowboy hat <sighs> depends on where i put it all right on your leg i'll put it on my ass or something <laughs> okay on your ass how much 
VH Snackers, I do it for five hundred bucks. I was gonna <laughs> say five hundred dollars. Five hundred bucks. I'll put it all my. I'll put it all. My That's ass. right. If you want it to happen, five hundred bucks, and I will do it. VH Snackers. I so mean, you have Slayer tattooed on your ass. So. Yes, I do. Yes, so, I do. Uh, now everybody knows. Yeah, thank you for. We've talked about this. Yeah, I know. I know. But yes, even if they, if, if they haven't heard the previous episodes, now you know. Yeah. I have some pretty dumb tattoos, but <clears> also <throat> awesome tattoos, and I would do that tattoo for five hundred bucks. Hey, maybe you should. Mm, it's a really That's bad it. tattoo. I desecrated my body. <laughs> Can't go back home. Can't go home. <laughs> when he goes to milk the cow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Duh. She was a stubborn one. <laughs> took her. Took a while to get her going, but just pow all at once. <laughs> we don't have a cow. We have a bull. <laughs> I like how he's like, I'm going to go brush my teeth. Yeah. That's um, another gag joke. I mean, that one works, but you know they were just thinking like, "Oh, what if we do this, this, this gag?" But yeah, that one's good. Okay, and all right, I have so much here. I, oh, I let's just hear him. I just need to. Okay, when he runs, when he when they have din- when they have dinner, when they're you know building the barn. Yeah. Did you notice that he has a little carrot in his beard? No, there is a piece of carrot like just hanging in his beard. Hmm. It makes me laugh I every time. Didn't ca- I love that you always catch these minor details. I love this kind of stuff. But it's so funny. Like, there's just like a he's hmm. trying to be serious. He's like, what does this Bible say about not forgiving people? And he's just like got a carrot in his beard. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. The horseshoe scene, man, that makes me uncomfortable. It skis me out when he's like chops off the hooves. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's another question for you. All right. How much would you pay for an English bulldog with one testicle? <laughs> because here's the trick. If somebody gives me 500 bucks for this tattoo. I think you'd have both testicles. Yeah. <laughs> you'd get a better value off of that. As he's shitting in the urinal. Oh God. <laughs> All right. So we're, uh, he calls him a stupid banana head at some point, And I'm going to totally bring that in on you at one point. All right. All right. What? Wait, what do you mean? He like, I'm going to call you a stupid banana head. Okay. One day. You can call me a stupid banana head too. It'll be fun. That's okay. Um, you banana head. <laughs> you banana head. Okay. When, and here's a call back to dumb and dumber when they're, uh, they go back to that dude's house. Oh, wait a minute. Stanley. That's the same bartender. That is. Yeah. But is it the same guy at the house with makeup and like some hair? done is that the same guy wait um no are you talking about when roy and ishmael are at the they're trying to do their they're trying to do the hustle yeah no that's a different guy i see why you would think that but that's a different doesn't it look like him a little bit it might be his brother i feel like they look a a lot alike it could be his brother and it was they use a lot of the same actors for all their movies but yeah uh stanley in this movie was the bartender in dumb and dumber yes he's like excuse me bartender does uh mary swanson come in here yeah, oh yeah all the time. what's that supposed to mean she has dinner <laughs> we landed on the moon mm, that sounds good i'll have that <laughs> Dude, we were quoting dumb and dumber so much at the at the swap i mean that soundtrack, uh, man, that is an amazing soundtrack. Dumb and Dumber was fuel yeah, for that weekend. And I, I loved how a lot of people around us loved it, too. Like There was a lot of, there's a yeah. lot of love for this movie going on. We were on. all listening to uh, the soundtrack and just having a good time. And I think when you rate 
the Fairly Brothers movies, I feel like Dumb and Dumber's on top, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Kingpin's like two. I don't know, man. Uh, give There's Something About Mary a rewatch. It's really good. Yeah, I need it's to. It's so funny. And Me, Myself, and Irene's really good, too. I've watched that recently, and I think it's just okay. Yeah, it's... I like Kingpin, Kingpin more than that, mm-hmm. but... You think that Something I About think Mary I there's Something About it? Mary is probably a better movie than this but it's close it depends on i don't know but bill murray is so good in this i don't know uh man all good soundtracks though yeah and what about the live performances in this movie it's good yeah who is um, who is the artist performing at the bar when skidmark comes in um so that band is also in There's Something About Mary. It's the same band. Yeah. The okay. two guys, the little duo. Who is it, though? I don't know. And he's, like, crying when he's singing that song. Actually, that guy singing, I looked into this at one point, and that guy was in, like, a famous punk band at one point. He had like, I feel like it is. Yeah, I just can't remember who it is. Yeah, I don't know. We'll look it up when we're eating our snack. How about that? Let's do that. Okay. Let's do that. And I got a couple more and then it's your turn, buddy. All right. So um, that's Roger Clemens. That is Roger Clemens. As a famous Major League as Baseball pitcher. Skidmark. But I heard that he's related to Seabass. Oh, like the character is related to Seabass? I no, mean, it's essentially... They're like, they're, it's essentially the same group, right? Essentially the same thing? Yeah. I hear he's related to the guy who played Seabass. Cam Neely? Yep. Boston Bruins NHL player Cam Neely? Yeah, I think he's related to him. Maybe? Maybe. I'm pretty sure know. he is. Pretty and, interesting and stuff. Brett Favre is in There's Something About Mary. So they have oh. a thing about... Having bringing... sports players. Yeah. Wow. Athletes. Yep. Um. Okay. Three more things. How do you think this aged? When he body slams her onto the car, and then he starts punching her boobs. That joke. (laughs) That was another one. I was like. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's ridiculous. It it kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere because it is so wacky. Yeah. It's a little too wacky for my taste. Yeah. It's really wacky. Um, And like another wacky part is when he like bites the snake. We're like, I tried to give him a job. Yeah. Yeah. I like how the snake screams. <laughs> um a lot of montages in this. There are a lot of montages Some in this movie. Some don't work. Like the I want candy montage with the farmer. Yeah. And I, like you say you don't like that joke and I just felt like that that part of the movie from like the start of that once they team up with Claudia and maybe up to about 20 or so minutes later, it kind of lulls a bit mm-hmm. until they get to Reno. Then it, and Bill Murray comes back. So I feel like there is a bit of a lull about middle way. But, I mean, it's I nothing have, that's like unredeemable. No. I mean, I think this movie is a laugh a minute for sure. And it, that song is played out. God. Oh, well. I want candy. You hate the classics, man. Biodome used it in 96 as well. Very popular song in 96. I guess so. Yo, man, I, Biodome. You brought it up. <laughs> oh, man, we are not doing Biodome. I know. I watched it like maybe two years ago. and Purple Sticky Punch. Man, if you want to turn your brain off. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, it's a 
it's definitely a turn your brain off kind of movie. Yeah. I don't. I like Biodome, but I don't want to talk about it. No, I know. That's fine. I'll talk about <laughs> Biodome by myself on my way home. Um, well, now I want to do Biodome. No. No, you don't. So, uh, I, there's a great drama scene in this. Like, when when Munson goes home and he's having a conversation with Claudia um, when he's at the Munson, like, repair station. Yeah, after he goes back to his hometown and everything's, like, dilapidated and the town is dead yeah really great scene really mm-hmm. love that scene well you gotta have those heartfelt moments mm-hmm. in these movies you can't just be all wacky gross out gags so this movie does have a heart to it it does even though i've heard some people say it doesn't but i think it does <laughs> okay one last thing let's hear it <laughs> when she says what do you think of new beginnings and he's like the feminine hygiene spray <laughs> <laughs> It's just oh, so man. unassuming, and man, God. it just makes me laugh out loud just like that every time he says it, dude. And it's just, what? Where the hell did that come from? <laughs> what an idiot! I remembered that joke, but I don't. Yeah, they're yeah, driving yeah. in the car, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that I got, is good. I got one more favorite moment. I really think that um, that, and I got one more favorite moment. But I'll let you go, man. You go, man. Oh, all right. Because right. I, I don't want to, you know. <clears throat> okay, I got, uh, got quite a few. I always love that they're always different moments. Are they? Yeah. Good. I mean, like, ones that, I don't know, you always catch these offbeat. Like, these, like, for, very minor yeah, things. But, yeah, and yeah. I love that. Okay, so a lot of these are just, like, favorite Bill Murray quotes. Oh, yeah, we're but on the Bill Murray train now. Early on in the movie, when they're at the Odor Eaters competition, and Roy is, like, getting ready to bowl, and... Bill Murray's doing the voiceover. He's like, he's got one foot in the frying pan and one in the pressure cooker. Believe me, as a bowler, I know that right about now, your bladder feels like an overstuffed vacuum cleaner bag and your butt is kind of like an about-to-explode bratwurst. Hey, do you mind? I wasn't talking when you were bowling. Was I talking out loud? Was I? Sorry. Good luck. Roy Mutson, a man child. Because <laughs> yeah. you really think that it's an announcer for a second, right? Uh-huh. It totally like throws you off. And I love when he's in his backswing. He's like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, someone put sugar in your tank. Taste it. <laughs> sugar. $2,000. I love later when he gets in his car. He's like, why do you got sugar in your car, Mr. McCracken? <laughs> Didn't I tell you? Call me Urn or Big Urn. It's from a coffee. <laughs> a morning coffee. Um. Okay, so this is a true top three favorite moment to me. When they're at the diner, Bill Murray and Roy, and he tells the waitress, he's like, why don't you wash that perfume off before you come back? <laughs> God. <laughs> what a dickhead. Like you wanna you wanna make some some supplemental income? Yeah, like extra. It means extra. You wanna make some some extra money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he stops him. He's like, "Why don't you take that outside and finish it and come back in?" <laughs> and he does it. What is he eating? Like some oatmeal porridge, porridge or something? Yeah, like I don't know. But can you imagine, like? Somebody is such an asshole. They're like, hey, take your food outside and finish eating out there. I mean, he was like 
pretty obnoxiously eating it, but yeah. I mean, to, yeah. I mean, he, dude, that part he, is like, just so funny to me. Dude, Kraken gets away with like the most ridiculous shit. Like, who lets a human behave that way and like actually admires them? Like, I don't get it. Like, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. this guy sucks so bad, and everybody loves him. Yeah, I guess that's part of his character. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. just he just gets away with everything. So, yeah. Um. So when uh when they're doing their hustle and Roy has to pick up the six seven ten split. Great line from Bill Murray. He's like, you'll pick up that spare of the day. My hair starts falling out. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just so into himself. By the way, when his hair does start falling oh out. Oh, my God. That's why I love that line. It's just he's so sure that his hair is not going to fall out. And then you see him years later and he's just got this fucking dome. <laughs> Dude, their hair in yeah. the final showdown. Like their it hair. just gets worse and worse. And it's just, it's like their hair is setting each other up for jokes with their, with the other person's hair. It's just like yeah. insane. And also, did you notice it might be just me, but McCracken's head, the back of his head looks like a burnt hot dog. Kind of like it just looks absolutely disgusting. It's probably well. It's definitely a bald cap. Yeah. Um, it Woody, just Woody Harrelson gross. actually shaved his head for this role. Oh, cool. So that's, yeah, that's his actual bald head. Looks which is great. Why his looks better? Looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Big Earns definitely looks like a dehydrated hot dog, or, <laughs> or I don't know what you would call it. It is. It is very gross. It's it's like barely visible, but like it's it's super gross. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Here's a. a weird question for you who do you think stanley looks like does he look like gavin rossdale yeah dude. from bush a little bit yeah but this is prime this is like time. 96 bush too yeah this is like prime time he's got the he's wearing the eyeliner the he's got the the slick back curly hair i'm he, like get that dude a guitar that's fucking gavin rossdale he's got that like sexy like the white silver, streak the yeah, silver streak the, the, you knew you knew what it or, was before or white or yeah whatever it is yeah i mean sure you mean you saw her leave with with us? He's with us. Oh no, these guys were good looking. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Ishmael and Roy are trying to do their little scam, he's like, "Good, good going, De Niro. <laughs> Way to go, De Niro. It's Steve, you want to <laughs> blow the whole thing? Does <laughs> he always get like this when he drinks ginger ale? Oh man, yeah, that's. The, I mean, their banter back and forth is gold. The whole hey, we through. haven't really talked about Randy Quaid a whole lot. What do you I think mean, about him? I think he's awesome. I mean, you mean in general or in this movie? Oh, yeah, in the movie. Yeah, I mean, his uh real I don't know if you've kept up with him lately, but of course. he's uh he's he's out there. Yeah, he's on He's essentially turned into his Independence Day character. Yeah, he's 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 Do you know who was um in the running for this role? Jim Carrey. Chris Farley for Ishmael. But he had obligations for black, black sheep. sheep. Yeah. I don't, I can't see it for some reason. It would be a totally different character. It would be played totally differently. I mean, unless they. There's absolutely zero slapstick inside of this for, for Ishmael, really. Can you think of any? Am I missing it? Mm, wackiness? Yeah. There no, is... I mean, like slapstick, like physical comedy. Right. Like running into the side of a barn yeah or, woody harrelson does more physical comedy in this than they do yeah then then i mean does. maybe chris farley could have pulled it off i'm sure if he was in this movie we'd be saying like i can't imagine anybody else playing that role right because he would have owned it i'm sure he would have done good but 
I think Randy Quaid brings that big banana head energy <laughs> to it. <laughs> that that just like kind of naive banana head. Oh, he's nailing thing. it. I mean, he is yeah. ish. Oh, uh, yeah. He you is, know, and he defines this character, and it's such an, an important character. And I mean, he's he really nails it. I mean, like I don't know. I think he's funny. Like one of my favorite, and I, I, it's probably on your list. So I don't want to take it, but is the end where it's like the heartfelt moment at the end of the movie where he's like, you think I was saving, you think you were, you were saving the, the farm ish, mm-hmm. but you were, uh, you were really saving me. And I don't have it like, on my list, but that is uh it is a good heartfelt moment. And it's just like, you lost me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, like, he's like, he has no it's idea like, what he's talking about. No, it's so funny. Cause he licks his lips. He's like, you've completely lost me. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, you know. Yeah. Speaking of Ishmael, one of my favorite lines. This line used to just, whew, man. When I was a kid, rewind, play it again. What is it? And he's like, yeah, we got to get out of here. There's a giant cloud of shit. A giant cloud of shit. <laughs> I think I smell it. Let's go, <laughs> man. I mean, it still makes me laugh. But that was some. To my uh, 12-year-old brain, that was some some good shit. Oh. <laughs> Look out, everybody. There's a shit cloud coming. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's in front of some punk song that I really like. Man, I forget what... Man, I wish I could remember what song it Somebody was. Somebody sampled that? Somebody sampled oh, it. Oh, that's put cool. It in, it's, um, I feel it's like something off Fat Records or that era. I can't remember. But mm. anyway. Um, a hardcore, hardcore band, maybe? Another good Bill Murray moment. When he meets Roy again for the first time, he sees his hand. He says, oh, creepy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for years. No, he was like, you know, for a couple of years there, I felt partly responsible. You know, not a day's gone by in 17 years. I haven't thought about what I'd say to you if I ever ran into you again. I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. How do you feel when like he's like, Claudia? Oh, we had some good times in Chicago, didn't we, baby? Yeah, I just... And she looks so embarrassed. And <laughs> it's... Oh, boy. Uh, the Big Urn commercial. Holy shit. Holy one of shit. my favorite moments. That's Sometimes when I wake up, Big Urn's already there. He's already at the house. Yeah. If you give a little, you get a whole lot back. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he improv that whole entire thing. He improv this whole movie. They had like a rough outline of what they wanted the scene to go like. Yeah, yeah. But this is all Bill Murray just riffing. Or at least uh at least what I understand. It's absolutely incredible. I'm sure some of it was written, but I mean you can tell sometimes, right? Like the way he dances and all that other kind of stuff. Like you can't mm-hmm. script that. You're not gonna choreograph that, you know? Yeah. And a lot of it is the way he moves and the faces he makes. Yeah. And it is a lot of like one liners. So I mean Go deeper, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky. Kentucky <laughs> Yeah, man, that commercial. Oh, so good. And he says Munson in it too. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about how like that's a recurring joke. I mean, that one's <laughs> what'd you say? And it, and it was made up for the movie. I did look into it. I was like, was Munson a word before this movie? But it, I don't think so. I mean, it, it works. It sounds like an actual word. Yeah, I feel bad for everybody named Munson after this. 
Is that an actual last name? Munson? It has to be. Somebody out there has to have the last name Munson. Like if you run out of gas, like, oh man, I don't want to get Munson out here in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that sucks, man. <laughs> I mean, like, I, that sucks. But it is funny. It's perfect a, for the movie. How many times do they say Munson? I think it's three, a right? A lot. I think it's just he three. He says it in the commercial. He's like, these kids were nearly Munson in the middle of nowhere. Well, I know Ish says it once. He's like, I don't, I hate to get Munson out here in the middle of nowhere. And that's yeah. the first time he's like, what did you just say? Right. And then Claudia says it. Yeah. I hope he doesn't get Munson out there. And he looks over at her and he's like. I feel like you got to work that into the the episode description. Oh, yeah. Like, don't get Munson. Yeah, don't get, don't get Munson and not listen. <laughs> um. How about when Ish is flossing his teeth? Good one, it's huh? Pretty funny. Gross. Pretty funny. Gross. Yeah, there's it's, another gross uh, out guy. It's one of those jokes. It's like, huh? It's wacky. It is wacky. It's wacky. <laughs> did you catch that John Popper is the announcer at the bowling tournament? I did. And I did. you know, while we're already here, sweet performance at the end of the movie. The movie ends with the Blues Travelers. As an Amish band, just rocking out in the cornfield. Yeah, I mean, it's a good blues, song. I was jamming it on the way home today. I'm like, am I a Blues Traveler fan now? I think, am I? Have I been sleeping on Blues Traveler? But anyway, <laughs> I I think that. Why are you saying but anyway? Because it's in the song. But anyway, oh. no, I, it's cool. I I think it's it's really <laughs> fun. Like, cause you always have a song come on for credits, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's really co- a cool idea and a great way to have an end song, to have it be a joke too. You know, like that's th- obviously they had that song in mind for their outro, their end credit song, and shooting yeah. it as like a live performance with them dressed as being Amish, like yeah, brilliant, just brilliant comedy, yeah. And they were super popular at that time. Blues Traveler was very popular in the nineties. They're still around, right? Are they still like touring and? I don't know. I think they have, they're one of those bands that has a surprisingly dedicated fan base. I mean, they're a good band. I mean, I'm not a particular, particularly big fan of Blues Traveler. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was on the radio every single time I got into my mom's car, but. I mean, we all know the one song. I only know that song and this one, but I was jamming it today. I'm like, this is pretty fucking good. Cool, man. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if it's fairly approved, you know, you're going to dig it. Yeah, no. Oh. I'm going to get you the whole disc collection, dude. Of every Fairly Brothers soundtrack. I was thinking that today. Like, if somebody wants to put together a Spotify playlist of every... Is it not on there already? Not every movie combined, but the Maybe soundtrack... you is, should do it. Fairly Brothers Greatest Hits. That's a that's a lot of work, but... Mm, Maybe I will. I mean, if you work on it a little bit at a time... Maybe I will. You know? Um, or some, maybe a VH Snacker out there will make it for you. So it's for Phil, you know? So here's a, here's a, a brief little moment. Um... When Roy and Big Earn are walking out to the final tournament and Roy trips. <laughs> like, the Big Earn just doesn't even acknowledge that he just tripped. I love how I the mean, announcer is like, that's got to be embarrassing in front yeah, of this crowd. That's got to be kind of embarrassing. And then he says in front of this crowd. Like, what does that mean? Like, I don't, mm, I don't oh. know. But yeah, that joke is just so cheap, but it works so well. I love I this. Mean, that's slapstick, baby. Yeah, that's people so just. good. People tripping will never not be funny. People I mean, falling down is funny forever. Yeah. I laugh when I fall down sometimes. If I'm not hurt, I laugh. Yeah. For sure. What about Big Earn's bowling ball? Beautiful. Iconic. So, super iconic. I had a buddy, shout out Greg Alexander, who was an incredibly good bowler. 
he was amateur level, almost pro. I don't even know what he was bowling at one point, but he had one of those see-through balls, and he had a skull in it. Oh, like uh, Janine Garofalo in Mystery Men? Yep. But his ball, it was sick, dude. I was like, where did you get this ball? That is cool. Yeah, this was well, like 15, no, yeah, 15 years ago, 16, 17 years ago. We used to go bowling on Monday nights, and it was like dollar games. I've heard that you haven't really bowled until you throw like an actual good ball. I mean, I hear that the, the bowling balls at the bowling alley are garbage, but I don't know enough about bowling to... I mean, they have to be serviceable because you're bowling. Yeah, I mean... I, I would imagine that there's levels to just like anything, you know, um, if you go rent some, some roller skates, those are going to be like kind of not great. Yeah. But the guys that bring their own, those right. are like, Ooh, absolutely. Is it the bowling same for shoes? bowling balls? I, I have to, I mean, there has to be like, like you a said, $5,000 bowling ball that has like, Oh, it's the weight is adjusted to this there might be uh, hopefully there's an air conditioner built into that bowling ball for five thousand dollars and also a full service uh i mean what's the i don't know what bowling balls go for i would say like a night oh, this is great because we're gonna look this up yeah uh what i would say like a pro level bowling ball mm-hmm. 450 bucks i bet they go up to like a grand i'm sure they do for a custom one, like with the rose in the center, like big urns. Woo! I mean, what was, I don't know. What ball was he using before the rose ball then? Because he pulls it out of the bag at the final. Finals. I think he was always using that one. But why do they, when he pulls it out, then why are they like, oh my goodness, look at this ball. Did they think we wouldn't notice? Because he's a showman. He's got the spotlight on him. He just pulls it out. That look on his face like, oh, with the fucking hair. Oh my, the oh, hair. Man. Are we on the so, hair now? Can we say so, one last thing about the bowling balls and we'll get into the hair? Because okay. the hair is a whole thing. Okay. okay. I really like Roy's ball. It's got the gold flake. Mm-hmm. It's classic yet simple. Stylish. I love his I love his bowling ball. Yeah. I don't really care about the rose, honestly. The skull was dope. My friend Greg had that ball, but I don't know. Rose is okay. He did have roses on his shirt though. I mean, I mean, he was, he was styling, dude. I mean, he's he does what for bowling, what Muhammad Ali did for boxing. So did they say that they did? <laughs> it says Ernie McCracken has done for bowling what Muhammad Ali has done for boxing. And you're like, wow, is that? Oh, wow. Well, Josh, um, all this bowling talk uh, is is it making you work up an appetite? I am. I I just I feel like a. A whole, I got a strike in my stomach, dude. It just exploded. I'm so hungry. All right. Well, uh, I got a little treat for you. So it's my snack. Um, it's Phil's snack. Had uh, a few options to go with. Can I ask you, You didn't you mention that you were like, I know what I would do. What would you have done? I would have made a potato bar. Potato bar? What? When they go to the Reno and they're like, they're like, yeah, we'll go come to the potato bar. Oh, I and did not catch this. Okay. So when they sit down, like here's your 64 yeah, and here's like, your 41. Uh-huh. And she's like, you can go to potato bar whenever you want. And when they go to the potato what the fuck bar, is a potato bar. They're at the, you get a baked potato and you can load your potato however you want. Oh, it's the potato bar. I did not catch that. And you didn't see like the, the giant potato that Ernie falls into after like ish misses him. Misses him. Oh, wait, I was going to say like, what is, what the hell is that big statue that Big Urn like hides behind? It's the potato bar statue. It's like this giant head 
That's like a, a paper mache. It's a potato. Wow. And when when he for, when he turns around and sees Big Earn, mm-hmm. they're at the potato bar. Well, I don't have any potatoes. For it's you. okay. It's okay. But that's what I would have done. I would have totally made like a baked potato and put like, you know, all uh-huh. the fixings and stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's what I would have done. Good uh good choice. But I'm I sure did yours not, is going to be I more delicious. I did not delicious. do a potato bar, but I'm just going to go ahead and uh, tell you the name of it. What is it? It is the 6710 Banana Split. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, you're shouting out your G-Mom, too. I know, dude. I had no idea that is before so I made the snack that my grandma was on a team called Banana Splits. That's so wholesome, man. And I'm making a snack. The six, seven, ten banana split. That's awesome. I man. literally didn't know that until uh, I saw that just now. It was so hard not to say it like, yeah. earlier in the episode. But, and, uh, okay, so on the banana split, you know, you got you got two bananas, some whipped cream. Mm-hmm. I bought a uh, Neapolitan ice cream, and I shaped each kind of ice cream into a ball mm-hmm. and froze it. And I have like little chocolate pieces as like the three finger holes in the balls. So this, I have like ice cream bowling balls. I'm bowled over <laughs> by how creative <laughs> and wonderful this is. I don't know. I hope they turn out okay because, man, like I, I scooped a ball of ice cream into my hand and I'm trying to shape it as fast as I can before it starts to melt too much, you mm. know, because your hands are obviously mm. warm. So it wasn't easy, but I, I refroze the ice cream bowling balls so they're in the freezer so uh yeah got some chocolate syrup i'm gonna put on it fantastic dude and uh also got a little little something extra to go Uh, on top of the are we gonna talk about it afterward huh we're gonna talk about afterward can we get can that be a little vh surprise on the vh snack oh of course excellent yeah all right so um what what clip should I play for the good people? Maybe Big Earn's commercial? Big Earn's commercial, 1,000%. Also, okay. I don't know. I think Big Earn's commercial is the way to go. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here you go. Deeper, Jonathan. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to go eat a 6-7-10 banana split. Roll them. got that spare of the day by here. It starts falling out. Let's go. <laughs> I'm Bernie McCracken. When I found out little Billy here was growing up without a daddy, I had to do something. When Big Earn saw our picture in the paper, he called the Unified Fund and got involved. I had to. Couldn't help myself. But little Billy's not the only one. There's also a little Jason here. Once again this year, I'll be sponsoring a fatherless family in every city I bowl in. Sometimes when I wake up in the morning, Mr. McCracken's already there. <laughs> Jonathan! We're going to fly pattern all the way to the goal line. Tennessee. Kentucky. Down the beach. Get deeper, Jonathan. It's a tough world. These kids nearly got munsoned, but they're back now. Through the Unified Fund, I found out that if you give a little, you can get back. We are back. Now that. Bailey's full of banana split. Six, seven, ten banana split. Yo. There was something about the whipped cream, man. What'd you say? It was like almond milk? Well, I was at the the Target today. At the Target. (laughs) And I was looking for whipped cream. And uh, 
I saw, hey, almond milk whipped cream. Why not? It was delicious, dude. It was, I mean, I haven't had a banana split and I can't remember when and it's good. Like it's, there really is something special about a banana inside of ice cream. Whipped cream and ice cream? Yeah. I mean, it was great, dude. I loved it. Now I'm going to have a sugar crash pretty soon. That's why I took a couple bites. I was like, I can't. I'll you be up all night, man. Is this uh this is probably the latest we've recorded in a while. Yeah, it's it's pretty late. I mean, you know, we're I mean it's to... only almost eight PM. That's not too late, but we usually record around noon. It's almost something. my bedtime. Hey man. Hey, as soon as you leave here, I'm gonna put on my home alone pajamas and chill. I know you will. You know I got them too. Yeah, man. I mean you need to get a couple sets because if you keep washing them, they're just gonna get worn out. You know, <laughs> no, so... dude, that's that's the thing. Once you wash them a whole lot, they get that really worn in, comfy feel. Well, you seem like a pro, so I'll let you just go for it. Yeah. But yeah, maybe, man, I need some Sandlot pajamas. That's what I need. That'd be so comforting. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, excellent VH snack. I loved it. And what's, what's not to like about, uh, what is it, 6-7-10 banana split? 6-7-10. The yeah. dreaded 6-7-10 split. Yeah, I can get that. The way he picks up that spare is really impressive, though. What, like, sliding it, it across? Yeah, well, it, it hits that little front pin, and then that one hits the corner, and it pops it to the. That's how you do to it. To the side. I mean, yeah, yeah. I can pick that up. Oh, you can. Yeah. Would you care to make a wage? I don't know. I would have. Uh, I would have seen it the other night if you'd invited me bowling. But We're gonna go, bud. It. We're gonna go, and it. It's. Hey, maybe we'll go bowling before three eleven next weekend. How about that? Yeah, sounds good. That's right. We're going to see three eleven. We I'm are going pumped. to see three eleven. You are forcing I'm, me to I go. Forced Josh. I'm like, dude, I got an extra ticket. I upgraded to VIP. Let's fucking go. Let's have fun. You're gonna dig it. I'm down, down. You better. Hey, be. Hey, man. I'm into it, man. <laughs> I'm I'm ready to go. Honestly, I'm really. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really happy to go, and of course, it's gonna be a lot of fun and. Like you said, you said they're heavier live, so I'm I'm gonna dude. They're a great live band. Okay. I'm not gonna start talking about 311 right now. All right, but I guess if uh, I had a guilty pleasure, it would be them. But I don't feel any guilt. I fucking love 311. What about it? Yeah, well, there ain't nothing about it. You do it. You do it. Um, Maybe Blues Traveler will open. That would be an Amish band. That would be insane. I wonder if Blues Traveler ever played live dressed in the Amish gear. Mm, I don't know. You think they ever did it as like and had the Fairley Brothers come out and like. <clears throat> I mean, it? they did it for the for the movie. Yeah, well, be hey, cool if they did a lot too. You could swing being an Amish dude for like a month. Like, I don't what, even know what that entails. Don't like, I? no electricity. No electricity. Yeah, just oil lamps. Uh, waking up at sunrise, hard labor, milking cows, just being Amish. As long as I didn't have to milk any bulls, I think I could make it. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't that know. Toothbrush handy. Vh serious question. Probably, but I wouldn't let, enjoy it. Like, yeah. I can't. I can't feed a VCR for a month. That sounds like my nightmare. I feel like around after week one, you would just settle into it and you would be used to it. Yeah, you'd probably be so tired at the end of the day. Yeah, you know. But I don't know. I mean, if there's a program where uh, you can volunteer to live Amish for like a month or so, hit me up. I'll do it. I'm gonna hold you to that. <laughs> okay. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna hold you to that for Christmas this year. I'm gonna get you. I mean, I'm gonna get you an Amish. Hey man, if if Blues Traveler are playing, I'll I'll go. Nobody runs for the dinner bell in the middle of lifting a two thousand pound wall. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, 
Urge Overkill was in this band, by the way. They're the band doing the Star Spangled Banner. Urge Overkill? Yeah, I did see that. Do I? Would I know any of their music? Mm, they're just like a popular band in the 90s. Well, semi-popular, yeah. Okay. Uh, cool name. Don't recall them. Okay, and I know we were going to talk about this. I don't think we ever did, so we're going to do it now. Their hair, dude, is... Did we already talk about I this? I mean, we've, we've I mentioned the hair quite it's a bit. Just, it's absolutely insane how funny their hair is. Yeah. Like, it, it their hair becomes a character, it, yeah, and it, yeah. I'm just you know, looking... I don't know. It, it, after Ern gets the second strike in the showdown, he becomes like a wild beast. Like, he just looks oh my like... God. This looks like a wild beast. Dude, he starts dude. flexing at one point. <laughs> yeah. He's like, His hair is, like, insane, and... By the oh, way, man. those three strikes that Big Earn made, those were real strikes by Bill Murray. Yeah, totally. He nailed weird. those three strikes in a row. Dude, Woody Harrelson was a crappy bowler from what I read. That's what they said. That uh, Yeah, he was not a very good bowler. But So, when are you a good bowler? Like, what's your average, man? I couldn't tell you my average, but I'm decent. You know? I like, can... do you think you could break 100? Why don't we play... <laughs> Showdown by Electric Light Orchestra, and we'll have a little bowl off. Another great song, perfect song. Soundtrack is absolutely outstanding. We already we already mentioned that, but again, I mean, I'm going to listen to it on the way home. Hey, you want to hear a fun fact about that band? Yes, their original cellist, celloist, cellist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Uh, that played in the band for a few years. He was driving through the countryside of, I think, Scotland or Ireland about 10 years ago, mm-hmm. driving through the countryside, mm-hmm. and a bale of hay rolled down a hill, collided with his car, and killed him. A bale of hay? A bale of hay fell off a truck, Final Destination style, rolled all the way down this country hill, and collided with his car. That's how he died. What a freak accident. That sucks. Yeah. Man. So, yeah. Look out for those bells of hay, people. Hey, watch out. Don't want to. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have made that joke, but I couldn't help it. Ooh, you didn't win that showdown. <laughs> no. Oh, God. God. Yeah. Man, bummer. But, uh, good band. They have some jams. Oh, I love you. And this was a great song. Yeah. And it's perfect for the for the moment. Like we said before, excellent placement of of the music. Yes. Really enhances all of the scenes, I think. Mm-hmm. And I honestly save some scenes, like you said. You know, kind of like elevates it to a point where like this scene might not be as good if it didn't have a killer song going on. It's true. Or it might have slightly overstepped that gross outline, like when uh he's thrown up in the toilet. And then it starts playing that song. I know I got a bad reputation. I love that song. I think that's, that's a great gonna, song. That's the one I'm going to listen to on the way yeah, home. Yeah, I, I jam that like talk, three times. Talk, talk. It's a great fucking song. Dude. Yeah, man. Yeah. Who does that one, you know? That is Freedy Johnston. Name of the song is Bad Reputation. Freedy? Freedy. Or is it Freddy? F-R-E-E-D-Y. Freedy Johnston. Not a typo. Nope. He has two songs in the movie. Another one called This Perfect World. Hmm. I can't recall that one right now. Well, Freedy, you'll be playing on my stereo on the way home. Yeah, man. But yeah, soundtrack's on Spotify. Give it a listen. It's a great soundtrack. So any final thoughts on Kingpin? You know what? Here's a final thought. I do have to shout out this one. I don't think we've said this one. When uh, After Big Earn wins a competition, Roy shakes his hand. His hand comes off. <laughs> And he looks at the hay, he's like, oh, and he throws it in the crowd. Wow. 
things you use that is a moment right there they definitely use the hands talk about an anti-hero like just the bad guy wins he's like i'm bigger and i can buy my way out of anything (laughs) who cares i'm rich he's like i didn't want to get beat by a guy with a hook you know (laughs) (laughs) and that's any there's that's his exit from the movie there's no like oh big earn ended up in jail no he became rich and He's rich and but hey man, you know what? That's how life is sometimes. Life isn't always fair. You know what else? Sometimes life gives you huge nipples, and Ishmael has huge (laughs) nipples, dude. Forgot about that part. Oh my god, I that I'll never forget that. I remember that scene from when I was a kid. I was like, "What's wrong with his nipple?" Yeah, (laughs) is is gross. Yeah. So on that note, my final thought is: this movie's hilarious. If you haven't seen it, watch it. Not everything ages well, but there is a ton of funny stuff in this movie. There's some really like wacky parts that make you scratch your head, but go like, okay. And soundtrack's amazing. It is a feel good flick for sure. And I'm very glad that you brought it onto the show. Yeah. My pleasure. Um, do you think it runs a little too long? This is a long movie. It's a two it's hour an, movie. It's an hour and 53 minutes. But what would you cut out? Like if you had to some cut of the, the montage, some stuff, of the montage stuff, um, you could definitely shorten the montages by like five, ten minutes. I feel like they could have shaved off like ten or fifteen minutes from this movie. <clears throat> yeah, maybe just here and there. I mean, the beginning and end of this, the first fifteen minutes and the last fifteen minutes is perfect. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some of the stuff in between, kind of drags here and there. Some of the montage stuff. Yeah, I mean, um, it is, it is, it's a kind of a long movie, but I mean... Most of their movies are quite lengthy. They don't really do your standard 89-minute or whatever movie. They're, yeah. They usually, uh, usually go for it, you know? I don't know, man. It doesn't... It It's funny because it feels long, but it doesn't. But I will definitely say the montages feel a bit extraneous at points. Candy. Yeah, that one's a little. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we get it. Like you're starting to beat people and get money, and they win forty two thousand dollars like doing that. Hmm. Like, is that how, how much they won? That's how much was in the bag when she took oh my it. God. Like she's got five hundred dollars stake, and you turn it into forty two thousand. How long does that take? I don't know. Why not just keep doing that? Like, why even go to Reno if you're making that kind of money? Like, just keep driving around the country and uh, hustle people. I yeah, don't know. I mean, a lot of questions unanswered. You know what I mean? But what did, about that one gag where they still they beat the lady that's in the electric wheelchair? And they steal her rascal, dude? <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's so rude. <laughs> they take her so rascal. stupid. Oh, we have to talk about the end of the movie, which is so important. Like, how everything comes together. Because Big Earn does win. Yeah. But they still get to save the Amish farm. That's because right. Because Roy got an endorsement from Trojan. As the rubber man. Yeah. And uh, that's only getting split. One, one way. way, and you know what? When I, I almost I for, I hadn't watched this movie in a long time, and I thought he was going to keep it, and then I was just really it's like it throws you curveballs in this movie a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it it's good. I mean, and yeah, Roy does have a good redemption. He, uh, you know, from what we see when Claudia walks in, he's pouring out all his booze. So, and he said that Ishmael put him on the right track, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So Roy. Seems to be 
turning his life around and it ends with him and Claudia kissing in the car and they ride off into the sunset. He gets the girl. I mean, you know, he wins. And Blues Traveler plays. I mean, what more do you want? And Big Earn's still being a huge dick somewhere. Man, I I wish we had got a, a Big Earn sequel. Yo. Oh, man. I mean, that character is just so good. I mean, I hate him. I mean, yeah, he's a like the epitome of an asshole, but he's hilarious. Yeah, he's he's something oh, else. Oh, MVPs. Oh, MVPs. Mine's Big Earn, dude. I'm, there's no... For real? Bill yeah. Murray? Bill Murray, dude. Yeah. And I'm not like, do you remember that trend? I don't know if it's kind of still around, but there was like this Bill Murray worship going on. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like people would talk about it. Like, remember when everybody talked about bacon? Like, they were cool because they talked about how much they liked bacon. It's like, shut up, dude. Nobody cares. There was always, <laughs> there was also these same people that were like. Are you talking about like the shirts and Spencer's that are like, I love bacon yeah. and stuff? Yeah, but there were also a lot of shirts with Bill Murray on it. And he became like this. This sort of uh, iconic. I mean, he is an icon. I mean, he's a comedy icon. Yeah, but, I but know, also but... he's he's like a humanitarian because he had this stint where he would go out and he would visit like regular people. Like mm-hmm. he would show up at people's birthday parties. Yeah, you know, he, yeah, because he all was the stories. He was doing all the publicity, mm-hmm. and that's exactly it did exactly what he wanted it to do. I think I don't know if he was doing it for publicity or if I don't. I think he was just living his life and like I want to. There's even a cameo with him and Woody Harrelson in Zombieland later. Yeah, which I never put that together. Like, yeah, when I saw that movie for the first time, I wasn't like, oh, my God, it's Roy and Big Earn together again. Because they're both such never... big stars. You know what I mean? Like, they, mm-hmm. they've gotten so much work and done, done so much stuff. It's like, is that the first thing you would think of? You know what I mean? So, I, I don't know. But but I, I kind of forgot what my point was. But I, Bill Murray I, gets your MVP. Yeah, Bill Murray gets man. Who gets your golden bowling ball? And it's not because, oh my God, Bill Murray's so cool. It's because he's so great in this role. It's because he is like an ultimate mm-hmm. jerk. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not being the. Uh, You're not riding the Bill Murray train. I'm not wearing a, a shirt that says I like bacon. Therefore, I have a cool personality. I'm not being that guy right now. He's my MVP because he's my MVP in the movie. There, you said it. UVH I said, said something. I don't know what I said, but I said something. All right, who's your MVP? Okay, it's Woody Harrelson, five thousand percent. This guy is a tour de force in this movie. Okay, like he he He's is good. very dynamic, hilarious. His nonverbals are hilarious. He carries so much of the comedy and the drama and. I don't know. He's he's the best. I mean, obviously he's the protagonist, or is he? He is right. It's not ish. No, he's a supporting character, and so so is. Yeah, I mean they're the good guys. Vanessa we're, Angel, we're rooting yeah. for them. Yeah, I mean it's, it's Woody Harrelson, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm I mean he's, he's awesome. That. He's awesome. Um, I think it needs little explanation. He's he's radical in this movie. So, <laughs> of course. I think the sugar's starting to wear off. <laughs> well, I was about to be I'm, like, "Are you okay? Why are you saying it like that?" Because right, I'm just wow. You like somebody just bonked you over the head with a bat yeah, or something? With a like, banana split. Okay? Somebody bonked me over the head with a banana like, split. <laughs> um. So up next, I we we decided I want to do coneheads, dude. Let's do coneheads. Why not? Heck yeah! I'm really is excited. Anybody for coneheads. from coneheads in this movie in Kingpin? I feel like there is. 
No, but Chris Farley. Chris in Farley was almost in Kingpin, but he isn't. No, I don't think there is. I mean, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray came up together, but no, yeah, no, I guess not. But no. yeah, we're gonna do Coneheads. Coneheads is so good. It I'm is so Cone. Excited. It is Conehead. <laughs> Conehead. Oh, uh, look, Mister Conehead. <laughs> Maybe I was out back finishing a beer. <laughs> Yeah, we get to talk about Chris Farley a little bit more. So yeah, that's cool. Always a pleasure. You know, dude, we kind of have to do Tommy Boy at some point. Yeah, I'm. I mean, we can totally do Tommy Boy. Yeah, I, I don't regret doing Black Sheep, but whew, Tommy Boy is just such a. That's that's a good one. What's on the menu, baby? We can okay, do it whenever. We'll put it on the menu. It's on the menu. We're not saying we're gonna do it after Coneheads, but maybe. We got a. We're kicking around a few more. Yeah, we've we've always got some audibles. You know, we've got some secret menu stuff going on. So, yeah, VH secret menu that is. And hey, while I am thinking about this, um, drop a five star rating on iTunes. It just bumps us up in the little algorithms and whatnot. You know, there's a lot of movie podcast out there. Um. Yeah, we we sh- VH sure do appreciate it. Check out my other podcast, The Spook House. If you uh, dig horror movies and all that stuff, Josh, what you got going on over there? Well, if you're going to put on VHS, baby, if you're going to put on your Love Burger shirt, I'm going to tell everybody to visit lunchmeatvhs.com. We just put out the new issue. The new issue is out. 64 pages of pure tapehead bliss. Let me tell you, it is jam packed with tapehead. It's a good excellence. read. It's beside my nightstand. Cool, man. Thanks Better for reading it. it. Yeah, I'm really, I'm excited that it's getting out there and people are reading it and. Um, but we have a brand new issue right now and all kinds of VH stuff coming up. Really exciting stuff. So very, very excited. Sweet. Yeah. And I love that people dig VH snacking and it was uh, cool to meet some listeners yeah, at dude. the VH swap. It does. Got it, some, some yeah. listener artwork. That was very cool. Yeah, man. So, I mean, that's... If you guys dig the podcast, thank you. Thank you for listening. It means a lot. It's so cool to to connect with people over this stuff. And I think that's, you know, it's a huge reason why we do this is because we just want to connect about the stuff that makes us happy, you know? So. VH Snacking Fest coming. <laughs> Yo, I would totally do it, dude. I would totally do it. Oh, my God. There we go. There's a tape swap, food trucks. We make every, well, that's a lot of work, making every snack we've no, ever but we done. No, but we can, like, collaborate with local food trucks to make some VH snacks on the menu. Holy shit. Just have crock pots full of uh, plum tucks meatballs. Yo. From Angus. Yes. I mean, those are just easy to make. Yeah, I'm going to make them soon, and I'm going to share them with you. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, until next time, everybody, keep on VH snacking. You know I haven't got...